good to be here this uh, evening, uh, bringing to you the uh, message the Lord's put on our heart for uh, this afternoon, uh, this Sunday afternoon, uh, March the 29th. Uh, pray that uh, you're all doing well uh, during this time in our nation, in our, in our country, and even the world. I want to preach this afternoon uh, from Second Chronicles chapter number 7, began in verse number 12 uh, through verse number 14. Uh, this has been called several times the recipe uh, for revival, and I believe if there's ever been a time that we've been on the urge of revival in our lifetime, it is here in these days in which God has put us in uh, during this pandemic of our nation and even the world. So I want to begin reading tonight in Second Chronicles uh, chapter number 7, verse number uh, 12, a real familiar text in the Word of God. Uh, the Bible said in, in verse number 12 uh, of Second Chronicles chapter number 7, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Verse 13, the Lord said, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. In verse 14, we notice a real familiar and real famous verse uh, for revival, we find in verse 14, the Lord said, If my people, which are called by my name, uh, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. We'll pray this evening, Lord, we thank you. Uh, Lord, for just another opportunity, Lord, to bring the message, uh, dear Lord, by the way of internet, dear Lord, by the way of uh, uh, radio, Lord, I pray, dear Lord, that you'd use this message, Lord, to uh, touch our spirit, Lord, and our soul during these days. Dear Lord, I'm thankful, dear Lord, during these times, we know that you are uh, still on the throne, that you are God and the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is not taking you by surprise by no means, dear Lord, but I pray during these days, Lord, that we'd open our eyes and get our eyes and our heart fixed on you. Lord, I ask you that you'd send revival, Lord, our church, Lord, but most of all, Lord, our nation. Lord, we thank you for all you have done for us. Help us, Lord, and bless the reading of your word. In Jesus' wonderful name we do pray, amen. In Second Chronicles, God deals with the people. Uh, we notice here he deals not just uh, uh, with the world necessarily, or the people of the world necessarily, but God deals uh, uh, with the particular people in Second Chronicles chapter number 7. Uh, notice here what he said in verse 14. He said, If my uh, people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves uh, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Uh, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive 
their sins and heal their land. We go back to verse number 13 and we see that this is if God sends judgment upon the children of Israel. If God sends judgment upon the nation, here's what God says. He said, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. We see here, God says, if I send judgment out on a nation uh, because of sin and because disobedience uh, from the Word of God and disobedience from my uh, Word and my law, God said, I will send uh, no rain. I will command the locusts to devour the land. And He said, I'll send pestilence among my people. And we can look today out in our country and in our nation. It's not hard to turn on the news and see that this pandemic of 2020 has got people's mind all, all messed up. All their mind is focused on this pandemic, focused on this virus that is growing rapid in our nation. But notice here, God sent pestilence among my people. We ask, well, why is this happening in our nation, in our country, and even our world? Well, God has full control over everything that is happening. And here in a text, God said, if I shut up heaven that there'll be no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land... And he said, or if I send pestilence among my people. Notice here, God has full control and full of authority of what all is going on in our nation and even the world, rather. God's in control. God's got everything under control. God does it for a reason and for a purpose. We are a nation tonight that has been founded on God, that our Constitution has been founded on the Lord. But we also a nation that has been drifted away from from God, a nation that has been sin and rapid for years. We are a nation that now legalizes abortion. We are now a nation that legalizes same-sex marriage. A nation that now sells alcohol on Sunday. And a nation that has turned their back on God and has went away from God's Word and God's law. And now we see that this great pandemic that has been sent our way to our world and to our country, uh, but there is a result uh, uh, what God's people is to do during this time. What God's people is to do in such a time like this. Uh, it is not to run and hide uh, in a closet somewhere. It is not to uh, hide somewhere or to uh, be affrighted, but it is to get our eyes on Jesus uh, and to look to Him, the author and the finisher of our faith, and to look to God's Word and see what God has to say about such a time as this. I believe as a nation and a country and as a church in a whole, we could be right on the edge of revival. We see that God has shut down the liquor stores. God has shut down things in this country that we've been praying for for some time now. But notice here tonight, we'll notice here what God says in verse number 14 to a particular people, to a people that can have joy 
in a time like this, a people that can have hope in such a time, in discouraging time, in dark times, uh, as we're facing today uh, in this year. But notice what God said uh, to Solomon in Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse number fourteen. He said, if my people... We notice that it was a particular people that God deals with in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. And it is His people tonight. God's people tonight is a blessed people. The psalmist said, blessed is He whose transgressions is forgiven. God's people is not only a blessed people, but God's people is a bought people. A people that has been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ, by the blood that is shed on Calvary's cross. Notice here the Word of God tells us that we're bought with a price. Notice here, we notice here, He said, if my people which are called by my name, not only this evening does God deal with a people that is blessed, does God deal with a people that has been bought, but God deals with a people that has been called by the Lord. We see tonight that God deals with a holy calling on a person's life. If you're saved tonight by God's amazing grace, you're called by God. You didn't call God. You didn't call on God until He first called on you. I'm thankful at the very day Jesus came by my way and called me unto repentance. And I'm thankful by grace He allowed us to call upon Him as our Lord and Savior. So here the Lord said, if my people, particular people, uh, blessed people, uh, uh, bought people, uh, which are called by my name, the people that have a holy calling of God on their life, a people that has a high calling of God on their life, a people that has a heavenly calling on their life. That's who God is directing at the message in the verse 2 and verse number 14 of Second Chronicles chapter number 7. Notice here, it is a people that has been called by my name is what the Lord said, a name that is above every name. Their salvation comes in only one name, and that is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we see here that God directs it to a people that is chosen, a people that is called, a people that is bought and blessed, a people that has a high calling, a people that has a holy calling and a heavenly calling that has been called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is through one name, and it is Jesus Christ. There's no salvation in any other than the Lord Jesus Christ. A name that is above every name. A name that is above all names. So notice here what God deals with, first of all, with these people with this chosen people, this particular people, the bought and the blessed uh, individual that God writes to in, in verse number 14. First of all, God deals. Uh, uh, number one, God deals with their pride. God deals with the pride of a chosen individual or a blessed uh, 
individual, the bought individual, God deals with their pride. And if we can say today in our nation in this time, if there's one thing that God has allowed to be taken from us, it is no doubt our pride. We can see in this nation in the very days that we're facing, we can see that me and you have no control over nothing. Even our government tonight has no control over nothing. Or our president even tonight has no control over what goes on in this nation. But there is one with higher authority. And that is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that is sitting on the throne and reigning King of Kings and Lord of Lord. And if there's one thing that God has begun to deal with in the people of, of, of a called people, it is their pride. Uh, notice here, we can't do nothing without a Jesus. Proverbs 29 verse 23 says, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Proverbs 16 and verse number 5 says, Everyone that is, uh, that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. That word abomination there means it is a disgusting thing unto the Lord. A prideful heart to the eyes of the Lord is a disgusting thing. So notice here, if we're ever going to have revival during this time when pestilence has been sent upon our land, disease is running rapid in our land. No cure for the disease that is running rapid through our land. Well, first of all, God says if we want revival, if we want our land to be healed, first of all, we've got to deal with our pride that we should humble ourselves and remember that you and I are just dust, totally dependent on God. Uh, Proverbs 16, verse number 18, the Bible said, Pride goeth before destruction. Pride goeth before destruction. We are this evening just dust. We are this evening just humans relying totally on an higher power that is the Lord Himself. You and I don't deserve nothing tonight but to die and go to a devil's hell. There's not a soul that has ever been born on this earth deserves to go to heaven to spend eternity with the Lord. But every soul that has ever been born other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you and I deserve to go to a devil's hell. But I'm thankful tonight by God's grace and God's mercy He has called us and saved us by His wonderful name, by His wonderful power and His wonderful peace and His wonderful mercy. God has reached farther down than you and I could reach up and He saved us by His grace. That should kill our pride this evening to know that if it wasn't for God, there would be no help for you and I. If it was not God, then there would be no help for you and I and our family and even our church and even our country. But I'm thankful this evening that we can find help in Jesus Christ. Notice what he said, shall humble them self that is totally dependent on the Lord totally dependent on God I have I can do nothing without him do nothing without 
the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't even go buy groceries if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. We couldn't even put gas in our vehicle if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. There would be no money in the bank if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. We wouldn't have salvation if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. We are people in need and we need Jesus Christ. We need Him in our country. We need Him in our nation and we need Him in our world. All other religions during this time and any other time will not help a country and a nation the way we as the U.S. need help tonight. We need Jesus Christ to be first and foremost on our life and in our heart and to depend totally on Him. We are a nation tonight that ain't dependent on God. But I pray tonight that as a church we would fall on the Lord Jesus Christ and depend on Him and humble ourselves. The first key to revival. The first key uh, to being able to feel the breath of God during these days is to humble ourselves. Secondly, not only first of all does God deal with the pride of His people in Second Chronicles chapter 17 verse number 14. But secondly, we find that God deals with the prayer of His people. If you're a prideful heart this evening, you will not find yourself praying to God. If you are a pride, prideful person, you will not be a praying person. If we are a prideful people, we won't be a prideful, uh, we won't be a prayerful people. So notice here what hinders mining your prayers. Uh, what hinders the prayers of this nation and his country is the pride of an individual. So first of all, God deals with the pride. A humble prayer is what will get the attention of our Lord. A humble prayer will get the, get to the ears of our Lord. A prayer that is totally dependent on God. Uh, there's many, there's many prayerless Christians today in the hour in which we're living in, when we need to be praying the most, we find ourselves worrying the most. When we find ourselves needing to depend on God the most, we find ourselves depending on other sources. But tonight, there needs to be prayer in our life. A prayer in a time such as we are in. And the Lord says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and pray. Author Pink said prayer is not so much an act as it is an attitude. An attitude of dependency on God. When you and I pray, we pray by faith, depending on the Lord Jesus Christ to come to our rescue. Notice here what we find about prayer in the Word of God to a, to a person that has been called by the name of Christ. Prayer in order uh, to be heard must be from obedient and a yielded life. A life that is yielded to God. Prayer will change a Christian's 
life. Prayer will change a Christian's life. Notice here Psalms 66 verse 18 declares, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The Lord will not hear a prayer from a wicked man, from a man that has sin dwelling in his heart. Notice here we are to have a continual prayer life in such a time as this. First Thessalonians 5.17 tells us to pray without ceasing. Pray continually. A continual prayer life. If we ever needed a continual prayer life, it is in the day and hour in which you and I are experiencing and living in. Not only we are to have a continual prayer life, but we are to have a Christ-centered prayer life. When Jesus told His disciples how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, He told them, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. If we're ever going to have revival, it's going to be from a humble people praying and having a continual prayer line. Having a continual prayer line. Having a Christ-centered prayer life. And not only that, but having a secret place of prayer where you and I get alone to pray with God. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse number 6, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall rewardeth thee openly. It's time to get the prayer closet back in use. It's time to get back on our knees and pray during a time like this. Do we Not only do we find that me and you ought to have a, a, a Christ-centered prayer life, a continual prayer life, a secret prayer life, but you and I ought to have a solitary place to pray. What is that, preacher? Where you and I get along with God, where the wife ain't around, the children ain't around, the church members ain't around, and it's just you and I, or you getting along with God. It's just me getting along with God. You say, I don't know if that's necessary. I'm going to tell you if there's anything necessary, it's the child of God getting along with their father and pouring out their heart unto him and spilling out their worries unto him and casting and all of their cares upon Him because He cares for us. Mark chapter 1 and verse number 35. The Bible says this, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, He, Jesus, went out into a, and departed into a solitary pray, place and there prayed. If Jesus got along with God, 
If God got along with God, how much more do you think that you and I need to get along with God? That He rose up early. The first thing He did, His top priority was God to get along with God and to pray and to pray. And you and I need to do the first thing. First thing when you and I get up is to pray to our Lord because we're living in uncertain days. We don't know what tomorrow may hold. We don't know what the next hour may hold. But I'm thankful we can go to prayer in direct communication to our Lord. And He knows the future. He holds the future in the palm of His hand. A solitary place, a secret place is necessary in the life of a Christian. Not only do we see that God deals with their pride, not only does God uh, deal with their prayer, but God deals with the placing of their face. Notice here in the facing of their eyes. Notice here in the day and hour in which we're living in, it is our eyes we find often on CNN. Our eyes we find often. We find often in the news. Our eyes we find often on the virus that is spreading rapid. But Jesus said, the Lord said, that we ought to put our eyes on Him. Notice here what He said in our text. And seek my face. If, there's, if there is someone that our eyes need to be on, it is not CNN. It is not the local news. But it is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Looking unto Him the author and the finisher of our faith. If there there ever be anybody that's going to help, it is going to be when you and I place our eyes on Jesus Christ. Notice here, He said, And seek my face. But here's the thing. A soul will not seek the face of God if the soul has pride in it. The soul will not seek the face of God if it does not have a prayer life. So here God puts it in order. If you and I are going to seek the face of God, if you and I are going to place our eyes on Him, then we have to get pride out of our life. We have to totally depend on God. When pride's out of the way, you and I can pray. And, and, and there's not going to be placing our eyes on the Lord until we place our eyes between our knees and begin to pray unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we, and when we see Him in our prayer life, we'll be able to get all the junk out of our life and we'll be able to see clearly the Lord Jesus Christ and to seek His face. When we set our eyes on God, we will desire, we will desire to know Him more. What a better time than this when everything's closed around us. When we can't go out to a restaurant and sit down and eat with family. 
When everything's closing around us because of this virus, schools are closed, children are home, parents are home, people's getting laid off for jobs. What a better time than this, than to pick up the Holy Word of God, that blessed King James Bible. Get the dust off of it. Find yourself sitting somewhere in a house, in a solitary place, in a secret place, and hearing from the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer is how we talk to Him. But the Word of God is how He speaks to our heart today. What a better time, what a better day, what a better hour than to seek the face of the Almighty. To seek the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then notice here, not only does God deal with their pride, not only does God deal with their prayer life, not only... Does God deal with the placing of their eyes? Seek my face. That word seek there means to desire. To desire the face of God. God deals with their placing of their eyes. The placing of their head. The placing of their hope. The placing of their heart. But then notice here what God deals with. He deals with their path. Lastly, God deals with their path. God here deals with their pride in humbling themselves. God deals with their prayer in praying. God deals with the placing of their eyes or their head and their heart and their hope. And when he said, seek my face. And then God said here, he deals with their very path. Notice here. And turn from their wicked ways. If there's anything America needs to do tonight, it's not necessarily get a cure for this coronavirus that's running rapid, but we as a nation need to turn from our wicked ways. Turn from all those wicked ways, the wicked things that are running rapid in the day and hour in which we live in. Wicked things that are murdering people and killing people in the day and hour in which we live in. Notice here, God said, if you want revival, if you want help in your nation, He said, you got to pray. You got to have a prayer life. You got to deal with your pride. You got to seek my face. And then notice here what He said, and turn, and turn from their wicked ways. God deals with their path. And it's through prayer and through seeking God that we will pursue after Him. We as a nation have been pursuing after wickedness for some time now. But we need to get back on pursuing after God. Pursuing after Him. Then notice here the promise. God deals with their prayer. God deals with their pride. God deals with the placing of their eyes. God deals with their path. But then lastly, God gives a promise to that nation. God gives a promise to that people, that particular people, that holy people, those high-calling people. God said, then will I, that's the promise of God tonight, then will I, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And then notice what he said, and I will heal their land. Our land needs to be healed. Our sin needs to be forgiven as a nation and as a people. And then the great promise of God, then 
Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. In verse 15, God declared this. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attended to the prayer that is made in this place. You and I need help from God. You and I in a time like this need to seek Him, need to humble ourselves and pray and pursue after God and He will direct our path and give us the promise that we need as a people and as a nation to heal and to forgive our land.